Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Well, this is it. This is the return of Parareality Radio. I've been looking forward to this for a long time now, and I've got to say that it's good to come back home. I've missed doing the radio show and I'm really happy to get back to it. So without wasting too much time, let's get right into the show. Tonight's show is Can Ghosts Harm Us? I'll be discussing the possibility of ghosts and spirits causing harm to the living and I'll be giving you a spell or two that you can perform to protect yourself whenever you go on a paranormal investigation. However, before I get into all that, I'm going to fill you in on what's been happening with me over the last couple of months, what happened to the TV show, and the future of Parareality. But first of all, let me tell you how you can get in contact with me, because there are a few different ways. First of all, you can reach me on Yahoo Messenger by using my screen name or my IM name, however you want to say it, it is GrayDragon98. That's G-R-E-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N with the number 98 on the end of it. No spaces or underscores, just GrayDragon98. Now, if you're not already on my contact list, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request. Otherwise, I'll just decline your invitation, and that's thanks to all of the uh, spammers that are now running rampant on Yahoo Instant Messenger. I cannot believe the amount of spam that I get on an instant messenger, people who are constantly sending me friend requests that I don't know. And uh, it's, you know, inevitably, 100% of the time that some fuckhead trying to get me to go to their webcam site so I can pay to see them take off their clothes and masturbate to it, basically is what they're trying to get me to do. But I don't fall for that. So if you don't let me know in your friend request that you listen to Parareality Radio, you will probably get ignored and declined and all this other sorts of stuff and reported as spam. Also, you can drop me an email to sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com, or you can visit my website, which is, of course, www.parareality.com. I'm also available on Facebook now. seems like everybody has a Facebook page, and I kind of felt pressured to get Facebook back whenever I had the TV show. So uh, just look up sandman.parareality there on Facebook if you want to be a friend of mine on Facebook, sandman.parareality. So those are all the different ways that you can get in touch with me. Email, instant messenger, Facebook, website, all that sorts of stuff. I'll give it to you again at the very end of the show. So, speaking of the show, let me fill you in on what's been happening because it's been a little bit since any of you have heard from me. Um, where do I begin? Well, if, in case there's new listeners to the show, let me kind of start in the way back here. Um, I retired from broadcasting, from doing Parareality Radio back in January of 2009. Retired from, from doing the show after a five-year run on Live 365. Uh, I had a great paranormal talk show over there on Live 365. I uh, had the number one show for my genre for about two and a half years. So for half of my run over there, I had the number one rated paranormal talk show. Um, I enjoyed doing it a lot. Uh, it, was, um, it was a sad day for me when I decided to retire from broadcasting. Uh, it wasn't an easy decision, but I felt like the time was right. I felt like the show had kind of run its course and that I had done most everything that I set out to accomplish to do. Um, 
things were developing in my personal life that, uh, um, in my professional life that that I, I felt like it was it was time to um, make a break from doing Parareality Radio. So after a five-year successful run for the number one talk show, I uh, I retired. And I managed to stay in retirement up until January of 2011. Um, what happened was, um, out of the blue, I had uh, someone from a television production company contact me about actually doing a paranormal television show. Um, it wasn't something that I was really, uh, that I didn't have in the works. This wasn't something that I planned on doing. I didn't have an agent and was shopping a show idea around or anything like that. It just kind of fell into my lap, just kind of happened. And uh, I was actually really close to um, getting something, at least a pilot show, started. Uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was going to be kind of uh, a cross between uh, Destination Truth and uh, Monster Quest. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just to kind of give you an idea of what the show was going to be about. Um, I was contacted back towards the, the last part of 2010 and uh, um, that's when all this started kind of coming about. And make a long story short, um, I thought it was pretty close to, to having a pilot, at least a pilot episode shot and the uh, the production company kind of just lost interest in it. I think there's just so many paranormal shows out there that they just didn't think it was going to be something that was very viable. Uh, it wasn't going to be different enough. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but they just kind of lost interest in it and just kind of left it alone. <clears throat> so I was talking to a friend of mine about it and uh, tell him, you know, I was kind of disappointed that the deal didn't work out. And, and that person said, well, why don't you just uh, try doing a, an internet television show. You know, that's kind of how Parareality Radio started. You started on the internet, you moved to a traditional radio station eventually, got on the air with that, and you did really well, had a great show. So what's wrong with trying to do the same way with a television show? Why don't you just do Parareality in a television show? Well, I thought about it and it seemed like a pretty good idea, so I reached an agreement to do uh, two seasons of um, Parareality, the television show. And it wasn't, um, the thing that, that uh, manifested itself wasn't the original idea for the television show. It turned out to be more basically just the radio show in a television version was basically what it turned out to be because uh, once again this was something that I wasn't making money at. I had zero budget, um, did not have a crew, I had to do everything myself so it was basically me and a camera uh, and that was it. Uh, I didn't even have a, a, a set studio um, the, the, the studio, the, the location of the show kind of kept changing a little bit. Um, I didn't have a cameraman. I didn't have a sound guy. I had no production team. It was me, baby. And I did everything all by myself. And the, the first season, the way that we did it was we did it in, in seasons. And the way that we did seasons was three months at a time, and you did two shows per month. So I had six shows per season and they were only half hour long shows so I started in January of 2011 and I did two shows in January two shows in February two shows in March for a total of six shows had a break April May and June came back for season two July August and September of 2011 and shot six more episodes and actually we had uh, I say we actually I, I had a pretty good uh, little run I, I got some interest generated in the show uh, enjoyed I really enjoyed putting it together uh, it was it was kinda hard though um, and then I agreed to do uh, two more seasons uh, so we were, were set to do uh, season three and season four starting in January of this year 2012 
And halfway through um, the the third season, it just it just kind of all fell apart. I I started having in season two, I started having trouble finding guests. You know, I would have thought that people would have jumped at the chance to be on a television show versus a radio show, but it actually was just the opposite. Had a hard time finding people who actually wanted to be on television. Uh, nobody seemed to really want their 15 minutes for whatever reason and just didn't pan out like I had originally thought it was going to. I had guests who would uh, agree to be on the show. We would have everything set to go and then they would cancel. Oftentimes at the very last minute kind of leaving me high and dry so I would have to wind up putting a show together that I had said hey we're gonna have a guest on this show I'd wind up having to put a show together sans guests just me trying to talk about the topic that my guest was gonna talk about and it, 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 that and combined with some other things started happening in my life and it just I just got very, very frustrated. So in the middle of season three, I just kind of stopped. That was it, done. Very frustrated. And I, I just kind of quit the show. And I, I really, I don't ever like to do stuff like that. If I'm going to do a project, or if I'm going to commit to something, I like for it to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And this just kind of had a beginning and kind of quit right there getting towards the middle and it had no end and I as, as much as I enjoyed doing the show uh, it just wasn't working out I wasn't get the, the the viewership was dropping and I guess that was a lot because I couldn't get big enough I couldn't well I couldn't get any guests and I couldn't get anybody to to agree you know to work for free and do camera work and all that other sorts of stuff it just didn't work out like I had wanted it to at all and uh, I got very frustrated and as much as I enjoyed actually editing the show and putting it together the behind the scenes stuff was what I really enjoyed doing uh, it just really it, it didn't work out and unfortunately um, I kind of just uh, I dropped it so I was uh, once again talking to another friend of mine about how you know, I was frustrated I was and how I wish that I would have at least finished out the third season because I only had three more shows to do, but I just didn't have it in me. And how disappointed I was with all of that. And uh, she said, uh, you know, why don't you just go back to doing what you're best at, and that's radio. She said, you know, I, I used to listen to the show, and it was a good show. That's where your passion lies. That's what you were the best at doing, so why don't you just go back to doing the radio show? And I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? She's right. It, I, I I missed doing the show anyway. I always missed doing the show, and I I apparently I I, I did get pretty good at it because I ha didn't have a number one rated show on Live 365 for nothing. So I started thinking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yep. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to put together a show and I'm going to bring Prairie Alty Radio back and uh, we're going to get this thing done. And so uh, here I am. I'm back with Parareality Radio. And uh, things are not going to be exactly the same as they were on the original show. Um, it's going to be a much more subdued show, a much more smaller production, kind of toned down a little bit. Um, it started out that way anyways to be a small show originally and then it kind of ballooned from there it grew in popularity so much it it started out to be just a one-hour show that I was going to do every other week to a hour and a half long show actually it was, it was going to be an hour long show that I did a month and then it grew to an hour and a half long show every two weeks and from that it grew to a two-hour show every two weeks and it turned into a, actually a, a big production for someone who had such a very small budget, such as I did. Uh, stayed busy with it a lot. It took up a lot of my life. Um, I wrote the show, produced the show, directed the show, uh, hosted the show, found the guest, interviewed the guest, put you know everything together behind the scenes. Uh, I ran a website that I had to constantly update. Um, I had a forum on the website that I had to run and maintain. Uh, 
I even had uh, a, a newsletter or an e-zine, if you, if you want to call it, that came out twice a month right before every show that I had to put together. And I wound up actually had to get staff to help me do all this. So uh, um, thank you. I'll, before I go any further, I want to say thanks to uh, my old staff who actually helped me run the Parareality Empire there for a while, thanks to Chris and Jasmine, who uh, Chris helped me do some stuff with the show. There was actually a fan site and a fan club that developed. Chris was in charge of the, the fan club, and uh, she helped me write and put together Sam Scripps, the newsletter for the show. I want to thank Jasmine, who helped me uh, write some articles for the show. And uh, I want to thank, last but certainly not least, James, who helped me uh, run the forum when I had my forum. So, I, I, like I said, I had a small staff, and uh, um, it got, you know, kind of big. And um, start out small, kind of just blew up really quickly. And I, I don't want this version of Parareality Radio to try to pick up where I left off. Um, I want this to be a much smaller production. So we're going to start kind of back from the beginning again, and I'm just going to do a one-hour-long show a month, and that's it. You know, maybe it will grow from there. It may gain popularity. I do not know. I'm not looking for it to. I'm just looking for something as a way for me to express my creative self, get that outlet that I need out there. Um, there's going to be, obviously, a few changes to the way that this show is done versus the uh, old Parareality Radio. Um, first of all, not going to be a two-hour show that's done twice a month. Um, like I said, want to keep it much smaller, much more subdued, smaller production. So this is going to be a one-hour show that is going to be done one time a month. It'll be available to either listen or to or download on the first Monday of every month from now on. And it's only going to be an hour, number one. Number two, uh, obviously, not on Live 365 anymore. Moving to a new uh, outlet, <laughs> a new host. Uh, we're going to be, show's going to be broadcast on Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, -E -E Spreaker.com. And, and the whole reason that I chose Spreaker, uh, number one, something different. Number two, they're new on the market, and I'm hoping I can help build the Spreaker brand by having a, a popular show. But the show is, is, my old show was done live. This show is going to be available in the form of a podcast. I'm not going to have any live shows Right now, and unscheduled, although I can, I do have the ability to have live shows. Right now, uh, it's just going to be podcasting. Um, show will be available on the first Monday of every month to be either you can listen to it or you can download it to your hard drive and your computer or put it on your favorite MP3 player, whatever one of your choice is. Uh, you're going to have, you know, options to do all that. Um, you can listen to the show. You don't have to go to Spreaker's website to listen to the show. Actually, what I would prefer for you to do is go to parareality.com and listen to it from the actual website, or you can listen to it off of Facebook. Sandman.parareality on Facebook. You can download the show from parareality.com, Facebook, or Spreaker.com, or you can just actually listen to it without downloading it. Um, but it is going to be a podcast. I had a lot of people back when I was doing Live 365 that was asking me about podcasts, when you're going to make it available for podcasts. I always said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it in the future. Yeah, 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 I'm looking into it. But uh, I never really did because I had so much going on. The last thing that I really wanted to do was do podcasting, you know. Uh, however, this is the show. This uh, The main format of this show is going to be in a podcast. Uh, I will be doing some live shows here and there. I know I will. Um, don't have any plan for the future just yet, but I will have some. I know it. 
there's no way I'm not going to do a live show every once in a while. Uh, so that's the, actually, I guess that's probably the main number one difference is that it's going to be podcasted and not a live show. Hopefully I will have some guests on the show from time to time. I've, I've got to build myself back up because I'm basically starting off from scratch again. So if you know anybody who would make a good guest, shoot me an email, sandman at parareality.com, let me know, or help if you want to be a guest. You know, that's one of the things that made my show stand out was that all my guests weren't these high-profile guests who were selling their book or their their DVD or or whatever they were hawking, you know, at the time. A lot of my guests, 90% of my guests or better, were just normal, everyday people like you and me who just had a story to tell. And they weren't trying to sell a book. They weren't trying to sell a DVD or a documentary or anything like that. Now, of course, I did have those people, but those weren't the majority of my guests. So I'm still looking for those people. If you're just a regular ordinary person who's had a strange experience and maybe you want to talk about it and you have a story to tell, get in contact with me. You know how to do it. Sandman at parareality.com is my email address. Or you can just get in touch with me. Go to go to Facebook, sandman.parareality on Facebook. Go to the website, parareality.com. Let me know. So um, still going to be doing some interviews here and there as well. Uh, uh, another thing that's going to be different for the show is that um, I'm going to have the uh, older shows available and for, for download as well. Um, those of you who have already got my little quote-unquote teaser show that I posted uh, is one of my old shows from WRFN, which was a, a traditional radio station that I had my show on for a while. Um, most of the episodes have been lost, or we thought all the episodes were lost to time, the ravages of time, but I managed to, to find probably about 60% of my old WRFN shows and uh, uh, salvage them. So um, I've, I'm going to make those available for you to listen to on podcasting uh, because those were those were a one-time deal. If you didn't listen to that show while it was going on, the chances that it would have been rebroadcast were very slim to none. Um, so it was like a one-time deal. If you didn't hear it when it when it came out, you probably weren't going to hear it again. And I thought those shows were gone forever, lost, but I managed to find them, or like I said, 60% of them at least. And I'm going to make those available. So if you never got to hear my WRFN shows, you're going to be able to download those now and or, or at least listen to them from the website or from Facebook. Uh, I'm also going to take all of my old shows from Parareality Radio on Live 365, and I'm going to make those available to download via podcasting as well. So if you missed a show, or if you have a favorite show that you'd like to listen to again, hang in there and you'll be able to hopefully hear it before much longer. So that's gonna, that's like the major thing is that, you know, everything's going to be able to be heard. It's going to be downloaded, be able to have the ability to be downloaded anyway. So that's where Parareality stands right now. Um, actually, you know, I, I, I've got what I call the Parareality brand because I still have the rights to the television show and I've got this radio program so I, I'm, I'm, I've got what I'm calling the Parareality brand. So I still owe three episodes for season three on Parareality the TV show so I plan on sometime sooner or later shooting some shows and I'm gonna make them available on the website for you guys to watch. So there's gonna be video there's going to be audio, you know, radio show, podcasting, uh, television show. It's, it's all part of what I call the Parareality brand. So that's one of the reasons why I have the website is parareality.com and not just pararealityradio.com, although I do own pararealityradio.com. Still going to, I'm just going to keep everything as parareality.com because there's so much to parareality from the past that it, it's got to be part of its future. So what does the future hold for parareality? Well, it's just very simple, just a 
podcast once a month for an hour and every once in a while some video. That's really what the future holds. Um, I am not promising uh, right now at this juncture anything at all. I want to keep everything open-ended. Um, the show is going to be once a month on the first Monday. That's when it will be available for, for listening or downloading. And uh, I'll throw some video in there every once in a while, too, for you guys to, to watch some video. Um, I really doubt that I'm going to do more than three, the three remaining shows of season three. I'm probably not going to try to make up the season four. Um, however, once again, I'm leaving everything open-ended, but I, I would like to do to finish out the third season of Parareality, and I do have those three videos or those three shows that I would like to to shoot some way somehow. Um, when they're going to be available, I don't know because I don't know when I'm going to shoot just yet. So, you know, as far as the future for Parareality, I'm going to keep on starting out with just an hour podcast a month and see how it grows. Um, I, I, I don't have any aspirations to make it any bigger than what it what it is right now but when I started it back on Life 365 I didn't think it was going to be anything and it grew into this big huge production that had a, a, a loyal following that was the number one rated show on Life 365 so you never know the same thing may happen it may blow up again and take off and I may be the number one show on Spreaker I do not know but um, I don't have any aspirations for that. I just want to keep it simple and sweet and short and not a lot of hoopla to it. So the future of the Parareality brand is just it's wide open right now. I'm, I'm open to anything. Um, God knows if I can wind up ever figuring out how to make a little bit of money out of this, I would really, really love to. <laughs> really love it. Uh, you're going to see the format of the show is not going to change a whole heck of a lot from the old show. Uh, one of the most popular segments that I did on Parareality Radio in the past was the News of the Strange, which was a fluke that kind of uh, uh, did as a filler show one night and was really, really popular. And I wound up closing the show with news of the strange every every night um, not gonna do that news of the strange is not coming back not gonna do a news segment um, it's this is straight talk here straight paranormal programming no news segment anymore um, uh, still gonna have you know I was famous for playing a lot of music I'm still gonna play some music here and there uh, actually every show the middle of the part of the show which is coming up to music time now because I'm 20 min 29 minutes into the show and I still haven't got to the heart of the matter, which is can ghosts harm us? So I really need to take a break here. Um, but the, the, there's not, not going to be any news of the strange, and we're not going to have a two-hour long show. Um, but other than that, the format's not going to change a whole hell of a lot. I'm still going to have a lot of paranormal programming. As a matter of fact, that's the only thing I'm going to have is paranormal programming because it is Parareality Radio. So uh, once again, the show may grow. I don't know, but for right now, we're going to keep it I am going to keep it simple, and I'm going to keep it short. Uh, so speaking of simple and short, I need to take a break so I can get something to drink. My voice is almost gone. I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of music. I'll be back in a few minutes. This is The Smithereens with A Girl Like You.
right, that was the Smithereens with a girl like you, and that was off of their probably their biggest selling album, Eleven, and that was their biggest single, A Girl Like You. God, I love that song. Anyway, so the heart of the show is supposed to be can ghosts harm us? So I haven't talked about it yet. So let's start talking about this stuff because I only got a few minutes left of the show. Are ghosts and spirits dangerous? Can a ghost or spirit hurt you? Have you ever been attacked by a ghost? These are commonly asked questions by both new paranormal investigators as well as the general public. Now, on the face of it, it's a simple enough question. However, like everything else in this world of ours, <clears throat> it carries with it some gray area. If I had to give a simple answer, I'd have to say that ghosts really can't hurt the living. However, it's an issue that must be looked at a little deeper. The first bit of gray area involves what do you mean by quote unquote hurt? <clears throat> Certainly, ghosts can have a terrible mental effect on someone. Living in fear is unhealthy, plain and simple. If there's a ghost operating in a house, or even one that means no harm, it can cause all kind of mental strain. Frightened people don't sleep well. They become extremely nervous, and often their diets suffer from this as well. All of this creates problems with their jobs or school, and that adds to the pressure that they are under from just everyday, normal, ordinary life. So if you take that a bit further, prolonged fear and stress and all the results from it will surely have a debilitating effect on the health of the person involved. So in that regard, a ghost, even a well-meaning one, can cause physical problems. Now granted, it's not physically injuring the person, but its actions are causing physical problems. I told you it was a gray area. However, there's something else to consider. Other than what's portrayed in movies and on television, and, and, and even movies that claim to be based on actual events, mind you, there's really little evidence to support the idea that ghosts and spirits can cause you bodily harm, much less severe harm. Now, putting aside for a moment cases of demonic haunting, which is something totally different, claimed physical harm by ghosts and spirits usually are more legend than they are fact. However, we always, we always have to remember that we're dealing with a very unknown subject here, the paranormal, and we have to temper our conclusions based on the currently available, credible base of evidence. Now, that's not to say that there's no concern for, phys from, uh, for physical danger from ghosts or spirits. Some very credible sources have reported the physical manifestation of people being pushed, shoved, knocked down, scratched, burned, either from intense heat or cold. Objects have been moved into people's paths so as to try to trip them, and there's even been some cases of objects moving through the air at people. However, these events, known in the paranormal investigation field as getting touched, are extremely rare events, and most paranormal investigators, as well as the general public, will most likely never encounter any of these things. Even if such an event is experienced, it's important to maintain a good level of skepticism. Remember, those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time know that I describe myself as an open-minded skeptic. Just because you trip over something on the floor doesn't mean a ghost put it there for you to trip over. 
or if you wake up with a scratch on your arm that you don't recall getting the day before, doesn't mean that you didn't accidentally scratch yourself during the night. Now, if you will look on the website on parareality.com and go to the evidence page, that's where I have a bunch of pictures. And if you'll go down to the very bottom and look at the very last picture, you will see that it's of someone's arm laid out and there's scratches all over it. This is courtesy of an anonymous fan of the show who sent that picture in to me, said that uh, she went to bed one night and was just fine, perfectly fine. No marks on the arm whatsoever. Woke up the next morning and she had all of these scratches on her forearm. Now, this is something that you have a big, we're talking about gray areas here. This is something that's a, that's a big gray area, okay? If you look at the picture and look at her arm, it's up and down her forearm, multitudes of scratches. This isn't just one little scratch or two long scratches or something like that. This is a multitude of scratches on this person's arm. It's like she took a razor blade and scratched her arm all up, kind of like people who are cutters who cut themselves to relieve tension. This, these weren't that deep. They are very superficial, but they were cuts nonetheless. Now, was this caused by a ghost or a demonic entity? Is it possible? Yes. Probable? Don't know. Is it possible that she went to sleep and scratched herself in the arm while she was sleeping and made those scratches? Yes, that is always a possibility. Now, I would not see how someone can make that many scratches and not feel it, but it's always a possibility. Is it possibility that a, a, a demonic entity or spirit or, or something of that nature did those to her? Well, yes, of course. The probabilities are going to point to probably not, but we're talking about the realm of the unknown and where the possibilities and the probabilities are convoluted. So while it is possible that she did this herself, it's also possible that something else unknown did it as well. So you decide. You look at the picture and tell me what you think. And send me an email, sandmanatparareality.com, and let me know what your thoughts on the whole thing are. Now, I, I mentioned very briefly cases of demonic hauntings. Cases of demonic hauntings hold a somewhat different position due to the intense energy usually associated with demonic and inhuman hauntings. The possibility of encountering one of those aforementioned physical manifestations is, is actually greater for demonic hauntings. However, it has to be remembered that encountering a demonic entity itself is extremely rare. So the danger isn't as great as it first seems. Now I am not a demonologist. I don't claim to be a demonologist. I don't claim to know that much about demonic possessions and, and inhuman entities and things of that nature. So I'm not even going to try to go into demonic hauntings and what these things are because I'm, I'm not an expert and I want to leave it to the experts. So don't come looking to me for advice on demonic hauntings because I, I, my experience is very limited. My knowledge base is very limited. I'll be more than happy to try to help you or point you to some. I do know a demonologist. I am not one, but I do know one. I'll be happy to point you in his direction if you have, uh, if you believe you have a demonic haunting or you want to know if you have questions about demonic hauntings. But my knowledge base is very limited on that. However, what is of concern to paranormal investigators, especially ones who are new to the field, is the possible harm to their psyche or belief values if they do encounter an intense paranormal event. While paranormal investigators are wise to always keep an open mind and not jump to preconceived conclusions, going into a situation with such preconceived ideas, especially if those ideas are based in faith, 
is natural for humans. However, during investigations of paranormal activity, it is possible to observe or experience an event that's intensely shocking to your ideas and or beliefs. If you do have such an experience, it's important to talk about it with your paranormal group or somebody else that you trust to help you understand what it might be and realize that it isn't necessarily an affront to your ideas or your beliefs. Maybe even taking some time off from investigating combined with support from your group or whoever you confide in may be needed until you become more comfortable with the event that you've experienced. So many paranormal investigators have been pushed, kicked, pinched, etc. Some events leave visible marks on the skin, but you can protect yourself. The important thing to remember here is that fear is like a giant battery to entities. Fear sends out a usable power source. If those intending harm are fed more energy, then their power gets greater. So, as hard as it is sometimes, release the fear and know that you have control over what can and can't access you. Protect yourself with white light visualizations. Send out intentions of only good permeating your space and you only sending good out. Fear is not a positive energy to send out. Let fear go and have the mindset of certainty when protecting yourself. Now, speaking of protecting yourself, there are a few little spells and chants and stuff that I am going to give you at this point that you can use to protect yourself if you are going out on a paranormal investigation, especially if you suspect that this is a demonic haunting possession or non-human entity. Uh, you really need to try and pay close attention here because you can actually use these to help protect yourself. These are very simple and easy to do. I've got three of them. The first is just called a protect myself spell very easy. Simply say, something set off my danger alarm, so please protect me from those who mean harm. Very easy to do. Once again, it's called the protect myself spell. All you have to do is simply say, something set off my danger alarm, so please protect me from those who mean harm. Before you say the spell, clear your mind of all clutter, of all thoughts, of all visualizations. You want it to be blank, white paper. Clear your mind and say, something set off my danger alarm, so please protect me from those who mean harm. The second one is a protection chant. It's not necessarily a spell, but a chant. If you're feeling uneasy, nervous or threatened, try repeating this chant quietly to yourself as many times as you feel necessary for you to feel protection. And the chant goes like this. Divine Goddess, Goddess Divine, Divine God, God Divine, if evil dwells within this place, please make it leave my space. Once again, this can be used if you're feeling uneasy, nervous, or threatened. Once again, Clear your mind of all clutter and all thoughts and visualizations. You want it white paper, a blank sheet, and then repeat the chant quietly to yourself as many times as you feel necessary to give yourself protection. Divine Goddess, Goddess Divine, Divine God, God Divine. If evil dwells within this place, make it leave my space. Divine Goddess, Goddess Divine, Divine God, God Divine, if evil dwells within this place, please make it leave my space. Say it over and over again as many times as you feel you need to protect yourself. Once again, white light visualization, clear your mind of all thought, all clutter, all visualizations, and say the chant. This last one is not so much... Um, well, it's, it's, it's a, you can create a glamour for protection. 
And it's a little bit more involved than the other two, but however, it is not that difficult to do. Okay, so here, here you go. This is how you do it. Listen up, okay, because I'm running out of time. Here's what you need to do to make a spell for creating a glamour for protection. You, can, you need to sit in a darkened room at any time of day. It doesn't have to be at night. It can be any time of day, preferably the day of your paranormal investigation. Okay? Sit in a darkened room at any time of day. Gather your energy in, breathing in a relaxed way. And what I like to do is I like to breathe in through my nose, hold it for a second, and slowly breathe out through my mouth, concentrating on my breathing like this. Close your eyes. Now, with your imagination, bring in a white or a yellow light all around you. Let the light glow from your skin, a shield from the world around you. Then change the color to orange, then pink, then lavender, and then blue. Feel which color makes you feel safest the most protected. When you find that color, stay with the color that you like the best. Now you wear it as a shield around your whole body. After you open your eyes, cast your shield of colored light around you again. Now you've got the ability to invoke your shield anytime, night or day, in any situation in which you need protection. So while it's a little bit more involved than the others, it's not that hard to do. All you have to do is sit in a darkened room at any time of the day. Gather your energy in, clear your mind of all clutter, thought, and visualizations, and breathe in through the nose, hold it, and breathe out through the mouth. And keep repeating this. And as you're doing this, imagine that you're bringing in a white or a yellow light all around you. Let it glow from your skin. Change the color to orange, pink, lavender, and then blue. Find which color makes you feel the, the best, which one you like. Wear it as a shield around your body. Then you can open your eyes and project this shield at any time. The other two you're going to need to do every time, like before you go into the room or before you got to say the spell or do the chant every time. With this, you can just, bam, bring it up, and you've got your protection shield around you. It's called a glamour spell. Very easily done. Any or all three of these. All you got to do is just play back the show if you want to get them again. Now, remember, in closing, remember that these spirits were once just regular people. Be compassionate, but also lay down clear boundaries about what is and what is not acceptable behavior. Assist them in moving on if you can. If they want to stay, make it clear that they are only welcome if they can adhere to the acceptable behavior guidelines that either you lay out or your client lays out. Paranormal investigation, ghosts and spirits aren't inherently dangerous, but when dealing with the unknown, caution and flexibility are always prudent. And that, ladies and gentlemen, winds down the show, the new Parareality Radio. I hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. Let me know what you thought about it by dropping me an email to sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Also, please remember to visit my website. That's www.parareality.com. When you're there, you can find out information about me, the upcoming show, and you can even listen to the show and download it from there as well. And also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook. Sandman.parareality. That's Sandman.parareality there on Facebook. You can friend me if you want. I'd love to have you as my friend. You can hear the show there as well, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of parareality. Hope that I can gain some new fans and make some new friends from this medium, this 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 Facebook thing. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be one that's going to be updating my Facebook status every day. And, you know, I, I think Facebook is for narcissists. Nar 
for people who are narcissistic. You know, look at me, look at me type people. And I'm not really about all that. I, I, I will, you know, post on my Facebook wall. Probably not going to be every day, but I will make frequent posts. That will probably be the best way to, to keep up with what's happening on the world of parareality and Sandman. Um, I will be updating the website. Once again, it's a very simple website now. It's not going to have a lot on it, but uh, you can uh, find out about me. You can find out about the latest upcoming show. Look at the pictures that I have there, and you can also listen to the show, watch Parareality TV, download the show from there as well. And speaking of Parareality, my next show will be available on Monday, July the 2nd, 2012. I'm going to keep it an open mic night. Just I'm going to talk about whatever kind of topic that I feel like talking about for an hour. Uh, and the show from now on is going to be available for listening the first Monday of every month starting next month, July 2nd, 2012. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Those of you who are old fans of the show, you'll recognize that quote. I love that quote. I've been using it for years, and I will continue to use it because it's one of my favorite quotes. Everybody, I hope that you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again next month on Parareality Radio. Monday, July 2nd, 2012. Have a good evening, and I'll see you again next month. And that's actually going to be in a couple of weeks. All right. That's it, everybody. Going to leave you with a little bit of BGs. This is Night Fever.